The doors are opening already. Yeah. Every open door that came here with you, they shall be open wider. Yeah. I say you will enjoy multiplied open doors. Yeah. In the name of Jesus the Christ. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. If you are blessed by those testimonies, your hands together one more time for Jesus right now. That daughter of Abraham said, Everywhere I go since I joined this church is favor. Oh, me, I love that testimony. Because what you celebrate is what you attract. After this service today, everywhere you go, doors of favor shall be open to you. You see, I came last Wednesday. I was not, I was not well. But after that service, everything well. In case you came here, you are not well. Every affliction, every sickness, every health concern that followed anyone to this service, you are dropping them here today. Yeah. By the time the anointing oil comes upon you, every yoke of sickness, they shall be crushed here today. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are there, shout a stronger yet. Amen. Yeah. The other daughter of Abraham said, joined the church in 2004. In 2004 and they said the father had prostate cancer. And call on the God of this place. And God stepped in. He said, my father is now basking in health. Now, I use that testimony as a point of contact. Anyone connected to this church, anyone connected to members of this church, having any form of tumor or cancer, today, they dissolve instant time. Oh, if you are there, shout a stronger yet. Amen. That other testifier that was read to us, was suffering stagnation and frustration. He said, but my children brought me to this church. He said, now, the business has started booming. He said, now, I have a new jeep. He said, my, I have a new house with new furniture. Somebody here, you have a new house. Yeah. He said, my first daughter got three jobs. I thought you are celebrating that goal. <laughs> that testimony means nobody in this church shall be called jobless. That means your daughter, your son will never be jobless. Amen. That means for your sake, none of your siblings shall be jobless. Amen. None of your converts shall be called jobless. Amen. He said the second daughter got a scholarship from David Oyedepo Foundation. There are many here, God will be using you to sponsor others to university. Amen. God will use many here to send other children to America for school. Amen. Oh, if you are there, shout a stronger amen. Somebody is saying, Pastor, why are you talking to the great people in this church? I am talking to you. I say, I'm talking to you. You may not even have money to buy your house rent for this month. But I'm telling you, very shortly, you that same person, you'll be sending other people's children to school abroad. Oh, if you agree, shout a stronger amen. He said, he sent a word into Jacob. And that word turned an individual into a nation. Just a word. Just believe the word. Receive the word. And an individual will become a city. An individual will become a strong nation. By reason of the light of God's word. So I want everyone's heart to be open in this service right now. Remember, breakthrough is my heritage in Christ. Can you say that together with me right now? The loudest we can right now? That's our prophetic focus 
for the month of October, you will never know breakdown again. In your business, you will never know setback. You will never know a better last year. So that's why we are looking at the subject unveiling the breakthrough power of love. Unveiling the breakthrough power of love. Part 3C in this service. Unveiling the breakthrough power of love. So first of all, when we're talking about breakthroughs, we are talking about the child of God. The believer. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. You are. Say, I am the light of the world. I am a global citizen. I have what it takes to impact the entire world. That's who you are. That's what God said. It's not mine. It's not the pastor. You are. Say, I am. I am not just a light of my family. I am not just a light of my local community. I am the light of the world. I will be the light of America. I will be the light of European nations. I will be the light of Asia. The nations of the heart, they will come to the brightness of my rising. Praise God. That's what God says. There is a city. You are not a local, you are not a house. You are not a room. You are a city set upon the hill. So every child of God is a high flyer. Every child of God is ordained to be a top notcher. He said, in the last days, the house of the Lord shall be established on the top of the mountains. I'm reading Micah chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. On the top of the mountain. So every child of God has a mountain top destiny. He said, they shall be established on the top of the mountains. And it shall be exalted above the hills. Micah chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. All nations have flowed into it. In the top. Say me in the top. So your stay in the valley of life is terminated today. Your being down in your career, in your health, in your finances is finally over today. Everyone who have been looking down at you before, after this service, they will stretch their neck to the top before they can see you. In the top of the mountains, in the top of the mountains, Jesus is coming to meet a ruling church, a reigning church, church made up of kings and lords. Is the king of kings and the lord of lords is not coming to rapture a church of peasants. Rulers, rising stars, globally rated personalities will rise from this church. Now let me come this way in this service. Because, among other things, we are looking at financial open doors. You cannot be a ruler if you are not in charge economically. 
Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7. We said Jesus is coming to meet a ruling church. He said, rule down in the midst of your enemies. He said, sit down. Jesus, God was telling Jesus, you are not going to rapture anybody. You sit down here first. Rule down. Sit down until I make thy enemies, thy footstool. Talking about the body. The body of Christ will be ruling. And you are a member of that body. Say me, I am a member of a ruling body. I am ordained a ruler on heart. Now, one of the things that will make us to rule is economic power. Financial abundance. Proverbs 22 verse 7. Proverbs, because somebody's financial status will change today. Amen. If you are down, shout a stronger amen. amen. He said, a debtor, a borrower, a servant, he said, the rich ruleth over the poor. And the borrower is what? The rich will be ruling the poor. It's a fact. So, for the church to rule, that means the church will be supernaturally enriched. Oh, if you are part of that, you shout a stronger amen. amen. That's why you cannot be in this church and remain poor. There are graces that will force you to prosper. I release those graces afresh upon somebody here. Because by our riches, the world must listen to us. That the wisdom of a poor man was despised. I think Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 14. So if you have wisdom and you are poor, nobody will listen to you. You may be the oldest in your family. When they are doing family meeting, they say, I have ideas. They say, no, we don't want your ideas because you are poor. Your youngest brother, who is rich, who have money, they say, my friend, you talk. Because when you talk, you have what it takes to power the talk. But for you, do opening prayer for us. <laughs> After the finish meeting, they say, oh yeah, uncle, come and do closing prayer. But as to the main agenda of family meeting, keep quiet. That will not be your experience. Yeah. You know? So it's not age that determines who is ruling. It's not age that determines who talk in the meeting. Is somebody there? Because he who paste the piper dictate the tune. If you put all the family arrangement together, somebody has to bring out the money. So the person bringing the money is one that will determine, excuse me, I don't want that one. Let's say you want to bury your grandfather who died at the age of 120. He said, let us buy a casket of five naira. He said, no, I cannot buy a casket. I want to buy a casket of one million naira. Why? Because you have the money. Is somebody there? The other one said, let us manage five naira. I said, no, my friends are coming from London for that barrier. They are coming from Australia. How can they see that I put my grandfather inside a casket of five naira? Never. What are you doing? You are ruling. You are ruling even those who are older than you. Because of what? Your pocket. Your pocket will not be empty. That's the church Jesus is coming for. That's the church Jesus is coming for. And we are saying, it takes love for God to operate in dimensions of surpassing financial fortune. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. He said, eyes have not seen. 
Yes, I've not heard. Murder as it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for who? That is you. God will make you a financial showpiece. God will make you a living marvel. By reason of our love for God. What type of love are we talking about? A God priority lifestyle. So I mean a God first priority lifestyle. We are not talking about love for a person. You know, I told you one time when I was in Awari Church, we were having a, a youth meeting. I think it was a Valentine's Day. They said young people should define what is love. One young man get up. He said, Love is um, that feeling that when you see somebody you love, your heart will be very, beating very fast. <laughs> no, that's not the word. That's why we need to define it. Love is not what makes your heart beat very fast. Is that okay now? <laughs> it is loving God first, putting God first. Said this is the first and great commandment. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be what? That's the love we are talking about. The love we are talking about is the love in John chapter 21, verse 15 to 17. Jesus, the master, spoke to Peter. Peter, thou son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? I know you love me, but you love me above bread and butter? Do you love me above yourself? Do you love me above your priorities? Lovest thou me more than this? You see, plural, this. Not one thing. Everyone that passes the love test, everyone that answers correctly the love question, will be a breakthrough personified person. Say all things work together for good to them that love God. It's for those who pass that question. Peter said, I love you. You know all things. So you can't love God and not know. He said, you know all things. I love you. He said, in case you love me, okay. Feed my lambs. The second time, take care of my sheep. So, if you love God, you will love what God loves. If you don't love what God loves, according to the Bible, you don't love God. It's not Isaac Folagi that wrote it. It's not Winner's Chapel that wrote it. Jesus, the master, the truth, the way, and the life said so. You may not like it, but that's the truth. And you can do nothing against the truth. No conspiracy against the truth can work. Is somebody see there? Jesus said, if you don't, if you are not interested in caring for my sheep, then you don't love me. 
God the Father so much love the sheep, the souls of men, he sent his only begotten son. And for 33 and a half years, he was sonless. He was virtually childless because he sent his son to come and rescue us from our sins. And Jesus who came, he said the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was what? Lost. So God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Ghost came. When he came on the day of Pentecost, the first assignment, he saved 3,000 souls. Added it to 120. So if you don't love souls, the salvation of souls, excuse me, I'm not offending you. I'm not abusing you. The truth is you don't love God. If you can go through a whole week in this season of harvest and you can't have one soul, one friend, one neighbor, one person on the street of D-line or your house or the neighborhood of the church and say, excuse me, Jesus loves you. Say, I should bring you to church. That that's the evidence of my loving him. You can't get one in a whole week. Then you don't love him. He said, my son, give me your heart. If you love him, no matter how busy your business is, you will have time. Everybody has time for what he loves and for who he loves. Is somebody there? You create time out of no time. Everybody has 24 hours. So the question is, what is in love that engenders breakthrough? What is in love that brings breakthrough? Briefly, in this service, two things. Number one, if you love God, it will grant you access to divine strength. Say divine, divine strength. Which is a prerequisite for exploits. Exploit means supernatural accomplishment. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. He said those who know their God, they shall be what? They shall be strong and they shall do what? So you need strength to command exploit. And to know God, or for God to allow you to know him, then you need to love him. Now, you must, now let me come this way. Many of us, we know some people have been coming to this church. You only see them on Sunday service. But you don't know that person intimately. You may see the person, you know he normally sees the person, you don't know what job he does. But you can know the type of car. But you don't know what type of job. You don't know his house street. You don't know the kind of house. You don't know the parent. You don't know the siblings. Am I correct? So, but when somebody knows that person, who is in love with that person, that person will know the house. Will know the siblings. Will know the parents. Am I correct? So, it is that knowledge that strengthens. Those who know God, they are strengthened. Proverbs 24 verse 5. He said, a wise man is strong. But a man of knowledge does what? So, the more of God you know, the more strength you have. The more of God you know, which can only be possible by your love for him, the more strength you have. And strength is a prerequisite to accomplish great things in life. If you are weak, if you are sick, if you are like a vegetable, and they say there's a business transaction to go and do in Australia. Can you travel? 
Even the airline will not take you. If you look at this, you look at this, ah, this one may die inside plane. Friend, you're not going anywhere. So you cannot see business breakthrough. So you need strength in your body, strength in your mind, emotional strength, spiritual strength. No person making global impact operates a normal schedule. They don't work 8 to 5 o'clock. They work extended hours. There's a demand on your body. But if you are weak, if you are a vegetable, you can't do that. So you need strength. That's how strength empowers us to command supernatural accomplishment. Is somebody there? You can see Bishop Edeko is pastoring the, the biggest church in the world that comes every Sunday morning. At the same time, he's overseeing more than 20,000 churches. At the same time, two universities. At the same time, more than 100 secondary schools. At the same time, almost more than 200 primary schools. Now, somebody just overseeing one kiosk along Cardinal Street. He's doing like this. But today, whatever wants to make you look like a vegetable, I command them be destroyed today. In this service today, every door of weakness, I command them be shut forever. Doors of supernatural strength, I command them be open to you today. So you need strength. What more? You need strength to win the battles of life. Proverbs 24 verse 10. He said, if you faint in the days of adversity, in the days of challenges, what happens? Your strength is small. If you faint, that means if you fall, if you are defeated. So, what makes people to be defeated is their strength level. He said, when a strong man harmed, keepeth his goods, his goods are in peace. He said, but when a stronger than him shall come, he shall disarm and dislodge and dispossess the other man and take what belongs to him. So, you cannot be robbed by forces of darkness when you are stronger than them. They are robbing you because you are not strong. Is somebody see there? And it is love that makes you strong because it will give you access to revelation knowledge which will strengthen your spiritual and body. Is somebody see there? When you have that knowledge, you know what um, David said in Psalms 119, verse 98 99. Psalms 119, verse 98, verse 99. He said, Thou hast made me wiser than my enemies. Hmm. He said, I have more understanding than what? Than all my teachers. I have access to revelational insight. The kind of knowledge that Daniel had. How can a king sleep in the house and had a dream and forgot the dream and say, excuse me, you must come and tell me the dream. And Daniel with audacity, Daniel chapter 2 verse 16, he said, king, give me time. I will tell you the dream you slept, you had on your bed and I will tell you the interpretation thereof. What a confidence. He said, give me time. What a confidence. And then I said, there is a God in heaven that reveals a secret. Verse 28. 
There's a God in heaven that reveals secrets. I am in touch with that God. I am in love with that God. The den of lions cannot make me to deny that God. I am ready to stick out my neck for that God. That is what brought Daniel to that dimension of insight. We strengthen him. It was that same love that made the four Hebrew boys to be ten times better than all their peers. They were in the same class, but they were having access to superior knowledge. They were learning from here, and they were also learning from there. So, they were found to be ten times better. That is exploit. From today, as our love for God increases, you'll be found to be ten times better than your peers. Or oh, if you are there, shout a stronger amen. amen. The challenges of life, making others to be sweating and perplexed and troubled, you'll be smiling at them. Amen. When you see Bishop Edebo, you you, you like you like you like a man. No matter the challenge, you put his hand in his pocket and be smiling. No matter the challenge, because he said God has made me wiser, smarter than my challenges. He knows, I know. That greater is he that is in me than the challenges. So you can't harass me with your challenge. Relax. Be smiling. <laughs> That's by revelation. Which comes by loving God. So when we say, demonstrate your love for God by bringing souls, it is to bring about your supernatural strength. You will not be an emotional yo-yo up today, down tomorrow. Nobody in this story will be a victim of depression. Amen. Number two, how does love and gender break through very quickly? Love for God makes the lover a living wonder. Say me a living wonder. I'm not hearing somebody there. That's that first Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Say, I and the Lord, I and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for what? We are for signs and for wonders. You are ordained to be marveled at. But how does love guarantee that? Love grants us access to divine guidance. Say me divine guidance. And behind every supernatural greatness is divine guidance. God showing you what to do, how to do it. You won't need to sweat. It was the secret of Jesus' greatness. He said, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I do. John chapter 5 verse 30. Even though he has a destiny of greatness, but he needs to be guided by God on the step to take to actualize it. So as he was hearing, he was doing. So if you cannot hear God, your greatness heritage is at risk. I've heard too many people say, Pastor, eh, I don't know how God speaks. If you are a lover of God, God will speak to you. He will speak to you. You understand? He will, he will break protocols to get across to you. Hearing God is not a function of 100 days of fasting. You cannot force God to speak to you. He said, if you love him, you will hear him. He said, as, they, as I cry, and they will not hear. 
When they to cry, I will not do what? Zechariah chapter 7 verse 13. So it's not about crying that makes God to speak to us. It's about love for him. He said, those who love me, why they are here speaking, I will answer. David, God's lover, every time he asks for direction, God will give him. 1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 14. A man whose heart is after God. You check the story of David in 1 Samuel chapter 13. 1 Samuel chapter 30, you find that story. He was always making inquiries. And God was answering him on the spot. Answering him on the spot. And that turned David to a generational giant. He was making inquiries. And God was answering. A fresh heart for God. Somebody see me here today. <laughs> you find that in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8 and 9, and verse 17 to verse 18. Do you know the mystery? When God is guiding you, he will be the one doing the job for you. When God is the one guiding you, he will go ahead of you. John chapter 10 verse 4. He said when he speaks, he will go ahead of his sheep. He will go ahead of you to clear the barriers. The barriers cannot stop you. Because God will go ahead of you. Red sea will part for you. Jordan will be driven back for you. If you love God. And as we are saying, you demonstrate that by loving what he loves. I pray today, somebody's love for God will increase. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, every closed door, I declare them open afresh. Great things have come, first service, second service. In this covenant day of open doors, quickly, let's take these few things. What is a door? A door is like a passage that makes room for you to move from one room to another room. A door is like a demarcation that grants you access from where you are to where you ought to be. A door is the in-between or the interface or the demarcation between your past and your tomorrow, between your current level and your next level. I want you to see doors beyond the physical. To every higher height, there are doors. To every promotion, there's a door. To every new experience, there's a door. Today, doors of a higher experience shall be open to somebody here. What's a door? A door allows inflows and passage of good things into your life. Now, let me come from Isaiah chapter 60, verse 11. He said, and thy gates, a gate is a bigger form of door. Is somebody there? You have doors to your bedroom, doors to your living room, but you have a gate, which is a door to your house. Am I correct? A gate gives you wider influence. And we'll hear powerfully in the second service, a door will open treasures to you. A gate will open territories to you. Is somebody still there? 
Now, in that Isaiah chapter 60, verse 11, he said, Thy gate shall be open what? So, your doors that will be open today will be open for how long? That means today it shall be irreversible open doors for you. The anger and the envy of men will not be able to open the doors, will not be able to close the doors that are open to you today. Said thy gates shall be open continually. And what will happen? That man, that's where I'm going. That man, old, young, great, small, may bring unto you the forces of the Gentiles. That their kings may be brought. So, doors represent inflow. Doors of affluence. Doors of prosperity. Doors of joy. Doors of blessings. That means you'll be experiencing a greater flow. A higher flow. Of greater than what you have been experiencing before. Oh, if you are there, shout a stronger amen. Amen. There are people right now, the doors they are enjoying right now, maybe it's a door of one million dollars per month. And they have been at that door for the past five years. It's like something closes the door. They have not been able to taste 10 million. At once in the account. The good news is, by this service, the door to higher figures are open to your life. I know what I'm saying. A time will come in your, in your account. You're going to have 10 figures there. Yeah. Oh, those who are catching your stronger. Amen. Yeah. That's a door. That means an entrance. You have got to a particular point. You have been there. And until you have the key to open that door, you just be hearing people say 10 million, 50 million, 90 million, 100 million. You are just seeing it in figures, but it's not in your account. But today, the doors of higher figures. In your income, in your comfort, shall be open to you today. And I said something about doors. If a door is closed, your experience remains the same. Even though time is counting. Minutes, let's say you have you have you lack the key to your house or to your car. You can be with that car one hour, one day, one week, no access. So, the days are counting, but your experience is the same. That's why somebody can be selling and selling maximum 50,000 naira in a month. It's like an invisible door has been shut. He cannot sell beyond 51,000 naira. When he wants to reach 50,000, something in the realm of the invisible say no, stay at that level. But today, every ceiling Every limitation that has made anyone to be stagnated at any door, I command them to be shut out today. That's why a marital door can be closed. Somebody can just be there. No man is even coming to say, hello, how are you? It's a marital door closed. But after this service today, marital doors shall be first open. Oh, those who agree are shouting stronger. Amen. When the door of fruitfulness is shut, Somebody can be there 10 years, 20 years looking for the fruit of the womb. But on one day, one hour like this, the door will be open. Twins will be delivered. 
triplets will be delivered. That is for everyone believing God for children. Finally, finally, the door of barrenness is shut forever. The door of supernatural fruitfulness is declared open for you today. That's what happens. That's what happens. Quickly, what are the keys to enjoy open doors? What are the keys to enjoy open doors? Number one is open your heart to Christ. Open what? Open your heart to Christ. Open your heart to receive the one who can open all doors. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If any man will hear my voice and open his heart, I will come in. That's the new birth. Give your life to Christ. Allow the king of kings to come in. Allow the one who can open all doors without touching to come in. And when it's inside of you, Christ, the hope of glory, from your inside, when you approach any closed door, from your inside, it will come out and open it for you. That's the first step. Say, my son, give me your heart. Proverbs 23, 26. Give me your heart. When you open the door of your heart, I will come in. Then from that one, I will be opening doors for you. Number two. Grow in your love for God. Do what? First John chapter 4, verse 16. I am saying this service, don't just be in love. Grow in love. Say me, grow in love. Say that dwelleth in love, dwelleth in love. And God does what? Dwelleth in him. So God is love. So when you are loving God, you are partnering with God. You are in God's convoy. You are in God's entourage. And in Psalm 24, verse 7 to 10, he said, lift up your heads. Oh, you what? You know, gates are stronger than doors. Am I correct? He said, gates cannot stand God. Lift up your heads, oh, you gates. He said, be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors. And what? The king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong. And what? So, the gate will sense his approach and say, if I want to remain a gate, let me open and allow him to pass. Otherwise, the name of a gate will change to powder. You know how God descended on the wall of Jericho and he sank. So, when you are in love with God, you are partnering with God. And when you are in God's convoy, every gate, they open of their own accord. Amen. Is somebody there? Yes. Acts chapter 12, you know that story, verse 10. As Peter was accompanied, was going with an angel, he said, and the gates of the city did what? The gate that leaded to the city opened of their own accord. You no, know, there are doors when you get to hotels, you don't need key. Am I correct? As you are coming, there's a sensor. So, you are in the convoy of the king of kings. As they see your business name, your CV, and God is with you, what will happen to the door? If you are in a presidential convoy, you want to move from an airport to D-line, 
Will any traffic man stop you? President Buhari is coming to town. Traffic man said, no, 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 no. President, you have to wait first. Does it happen? Never. They can't stop him. Can waiting you carry, can they stop him? No. I want to check your boots. Can they stop him? No. Why? Meanwhile, you that is are following that convoy, what happens to you? You enjoy the same. In fact, they will say, morning, sir. What would they say? Morning, Chest out. It may be 5 p.m. They will tell you, morning, sir. That's what they do in the military. So, when you are in the company, in the entourage of the king of kings, by loving him, every door opens of their own accord. That's the master key to open doors in life. The doors of favor. The doors of sound health. The marital doors. Doors of protection. Doors of greatness. Doors of prosperity. So, partner with God. With your time, with your energy, with your resources. May you receive that grace today. Yeah. Now, I said don't just be in love, grow in love. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Because love is a living virtue. And every living thing grows. Whatever is not growing is dying. If your love for God is not growing, it is dying. If your love for God is not growing, it is what? If your relationship with God, how you are relating with God in 2020, the same of last year, it is dying. That brings me to the next point, number three. If you want to enjoy open doors financially, your love for God, validated by your giving, must also grow. Must also do what? If the offering you have been giving it to God for the past five years is the same, your open doors will be the same. Because you have not grown in love. So the doors that are open to you will remain like the same of last year. We remain the same like five years. That's why my offerings are not the same. You want to enjoy financial open doors? You must be an accredited giver. Giving in love. Proverbs 11, 24-25. Said the liberal soul shall be made fat. He will not enjoy leanness. But the stingy one will be, will be, will be lepa. They call it lepa. What do they call it now? Lepa. <laughs> lepa. The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be what? Say, for there is he, 20, for there is he that scattereth, and yet does what? Verse 24. There is he that scattereth, and yet increaseth. So, when you are a giver, Financial doors will be open. Now, we have some dangerous scriptures in the second service in Luke chapter 11, verse 7 to 9, about a door being shut and somebody is praying. He said, You need to be persistent for doors to be open. Is somebody there? Now, you need, now when it comes to financial open doors, if you pray from now for the next 100 years, no door will be open to you. The knocking that open financial doors is constant giving. You keep giving. You give to break the head of poverty. 
Is somebody there? The prayers that God answers when it comes to financial open doors is the prayer validated by your givings. It doesn't respond to, oh God, give me now. Oh God, you see me now, my house is due. Hmm. God will say, where's your seed? I don't multiply prayers, I only multiply seed. So you may start little, like a mustard seed. Then that mustard seed has the capacity to grow big. So you may start your giving small, but be consistent. Be what? Be consistent. Many people need to have dangerous testimonies of supernatural financial favor. I was in somebody's house in the course of the week. Come and hear testimony. There's some testimony they can't, they can't mention on the altar. Dangerous. What people are practicing in the covenant of giving. You won't need to beg anybody. So by this anointing today, our grace for giving, our capacity to give will be enlarged. Or oh, if you are there, shout a stronger amen. amen. If you are receiving that grace, shout a stronger yet amen. amen. So grow in your love for God. Grow in your love for God. Number three, or number what now? Number four. To open doors. The key of bold declarations. The key of what? Psalm 81 verse 10. Open your mouth wide. Don't speak what you see. Speak what you want. Ten spies said, we are not able to enter the land. Two of them said, we are well able. And God said, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do. Numbers chapter 14, 28. What are you saying about your situation? You may be a giver, but if you are not a bold talker, loud talker, to the point that people will say you are proud, you have not started. Your mockers have to say you are proud. They were saying that time, saying, Bishop, this man is too proud. How can he say, I will be rich? Look at his uh, Boswaji, Jalopika. The man said, I will not just be rich. I will be the richest. Now, they are saying in the internet, say, this man is the richest. So, start saying it. Start doing what? He said, open your mouth wide. The wider your declaration, the wider your door. You don't have money to pay transport to church today. Start telling me very soon, I'll be giving out cars to people. They will say, Look at this boy, why are you talking like this? You are in the covenant and you're also talking. But if you are not in the covenant and you are talking, you are just watering an unplanted soil. What you're going to have is the washing away of the topsoil erosion. Only those who are in the covenant are licensed to talk loud. And as they are talking loud, anybody that reacts against them, God will punish them. I'm telling you. Because when God blesses you, he protects you. He said, the wicked shall gnash their teeth. And the desires of the wicked shall perish. The desires of the wicked concerning you shall perish. Anyone that accommodates thought of evil against your life, God will smite them with madness. If you agree with that, shout a stronger Amen. Number what now? The key of the anointing. 
Isaiah 45, verse 1 to 3. Said, Thus said the Lord to his anointed Cyrus, After this anointing, you shall become God's anointed. You shall become the new Cyrus. Oh, I'm not hearing your amen now. Said, Whose right hand I have upholding is in partnership with me. Said, Because of that, I will subdue nations. After this anointing, the gates of nations shall be open to you. Amen. Any embassy, your passport appears. They will grant you entrance into those nations. Amen. Oh, I'm not hearing your amen right now. Amen. Please, please, please hear me. If you want to be a local champion, don't come to this church. If you want to die a villager, don't come to this church. There's no way you come here, you become international. Amen. I say you become international. Amen. God will open doors of nations for you. Amen. God will open doors of nations for your children. Amen. God will open doors of nations for your siblings. Amen. Say, I will subdue nations before you. I will lose the loins of kings. They will send for you where you don't know. Oh, thank you for saying amen. <laughs> when David was anointed, it was in the bush. It was anointed in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. But from verse 20 to verse 28, the king sent for him. Others were applying to the king. The king was applying for David. He said, Jesse, please, I want this your son. Let him come and become my armor bearer. The king sent for him. He moved from the wilderness to the palace. After this anointing, the doors to the palaces of this earth shall be open to you. Amen. If you are there, shout a stronger yet, amen. amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Your hands together for Jesus Christ now. Very quickly, as we partake of this anointing, you are in this service. I don't want you to miss out on these blessings. You know you have not given your heart to Christ. You know you are not yet born again. The first step for doors to be open to you in every department of life is to surrender your heart to Christ. Wherever you are, stand to your feet right now. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. This is your day. You will be tired of struggling.